Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hi everyone, it's Nick Hayes from Media Stable here. Hi, I'm Carmen Braidwood, your modern media trainer. Yes, you are indeed, Carms, and uh, we've got a pretty exciting guest here today. Yeah, she's I'm got very a, excited She's got a doctor this. in front of her name, oh. and uh, but you don't go to her if you've got a common cold or a little <laughs> bit of COVID, okay? Now, um, now it's one of my favourites because uh, when we talk media, when we talk communications, we sort of talk about our, you know, our... Um, our, our, our experience with everything, you know, and, mm-hmm. and our history behind it. But to, you know, there are people out there that actually study it, that work it, and are part of it, and behind more of the theory and the academic side of it. So. I'm deeply, deeply interested and very excited about our guest. Our guest is Dr. Nero Lee. She's an international speaker. She's an expert in communication, media, credibility, influence, and reputation. Welcome, Nero. Hello, hello. That was an introduction and a half. So congratulations. You've really built me up. But it's, look, it's wonderful to be here and I love to talk media and communications and I'm glad that I'm in exactly the right place. Well, you are. Hi, everybody. Hey, Hi. you are in the right place, Nero. And, and look, and not just that, and I, I've, we're going to tap into this a little later, is your your presidency at the Professional Speakers Australia. Because I, I I just think that uh, the, the job that you have done, particularly coming out of COVID and, and the experiences that everyone's had, I, I want to tap into that a little later, but Nero, talk to me about media and communications. You, you, you teach people this. You're a, you're not only a trainer on that front, but what's what's been sort of the the real uh, tr- the real issues? I suppose that many are, are, are not really communicating well with. They're they're struggling to get their message out. What what are you seeing out there with people that are trying to communicate through media? Yeah, absolutely. And and I've also been a journo for many years and worked in, in corporate communications as well as the academic side. Look, I think that there is no doubt that the last three years and whether, you know, wherever you're listening to this from, whether that means pandemic for you or whether it's layered with drought, bushfire, flood, you know, data theft and all the other things into the mix have been extraordinarily difficult and people are just very, very tired and distracted. And so all of the usual challenges that a leader will face communicating, whether that's communicating in the public through media or just communicating with their with their teams are, are just on steroids at the moment because it's just so hard for people to to take in, hear, believe and act on the message. So, you know, leaders and business owners, whatever sector you come from, are having all these multiple challenges. And while there's no magic wand solution to them, like, you know, massive turnover and all the other things, I truly believe that great communication is the key that's going to unlock the solution to so many of our troubles if people would just think about it and take about you know think that take it a little bit more seriously mm. and then that of course spills over into their public persona how they present through platforms like traditional and social media 
makes so much sense, doesn't it? When you think about taking it back to uh, our everyday relationships, you know, our own personal, interpersonal mm. relationships require better communication to thrive and we always see them fail when we fail to communicate. And yet in the executive setting or for leaders or in corporate, all too often we see even communications business actually fail to communicate effectively and that's such a big problem. That's Why, why do you think it is that, that corporates sometimes don't take that skill? set so seriously, Neryl? Well, I think this is an age-old issue, isn't it? And you're mm. both in the communication game. You would get this. It's, you know, the old, the old soft skill in it, which just makes me cringe Ugh, because no there's soft nothing skill. soft about it. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, often the focus is placed on the more technical operational skills, the more visible, uh, you know, things that, that people can achieve. But I think that we've just seen that with, with everything that's going on, uh, you know, there's never been a more important time for any leader, anybody who's serious about uh, moving up in their career, having any success at anything, never been a more important time to level up your skills. And part of that involves being confident and comfortable enough to step up into the spotlight, which might be in the media, it might be on a stage, it might be in front of a meeting of five or six people, uh, but that's nonetheless significant or having tough conversations, challenging conversations rather than avoiding them. The people who uh, step up uh, over the next 12 months and can really work on those skills, they're the ones who are you know, really setting themselves up for an outstanding future. And we need credible leaders right now because, you know, all that traditional uh, forms of leadership we've started to question. So oh. if you can step up, mm. you're, you're going to be in the box seat. We certainly are questioning the, the leadership, particularly from politicians, uh, but also corporate world, as you yeah. say. And I, and I think just going back to what you said there, Neryl, with regards to soft skills, and you should have seen Carmen just cringe at the idea that a soft skill, yeah. this is not soft skill. This is, if you've got a great story to tell, or if you've got a great skill or expertise and you can't tell it, and tell it well, what's the point of it all? I mean, at the end, you've got to be able to communicate this really, really well. Um, and Neryl, also too, I love the fact, you know, we're talking about we need to put some time and energy into telling our stories a little better because particularly coming out of COVID, we noticed it, we saw it. If you were good at what you did, if you were good at what you do and then you present it and put it out there, people will listen and they do need to hear those stories. They want to understand what who you are and what you stand for, the human stories behind it. But if you do it particularly well, you can reach great heights as far as return on investment, money coming into the bank, uh, selling more products or services. Or it the works. trust of your community. You know, um, Neryl really cleverly mentioned believability is an important thing right now. You know, we're not going to believe corporates or leaders who don't give us any insight into who they are anymore. We what, need more from them. What, what, why, have they, why have they been so poor, Neryl? Well, you know, I, I think, again, the challenges of the last few years, people have just lost faith in all of our traditional institutions. If you look at the research from groups like Edelman and, and elsewhere, the trust in government in Australia has has never been lower, and that's not being political, that's in kind of government, the institution. Uh, trust in, you know, CEOs in general, not your individual CEO who might be fantastic, but but leadership in general has has plummeted. And yet people are, I think, really feeling lost, uh, you know, operating in a bit of a fog with everything that's happened, and they're looking for credible voices. They're looking for people who, who, who are standing up with that charisma, with that believability, uh, people who they can trust. And that doesn't happen by accident. 
you know, some people are amazing communicators from birth, but I reckon they're few and far between. Um, most outstanding communicators have put the time and effort into learning the skills mm. and understanding that to be credible, you've got to have that delicate balance of really demonstrating that you're competent, you know, you actually know what you're doing, which is helpful, and balance that with being relatable, being human, showing uh, you know, showing that warm side. And a lot of leaders struggle with that, even in the way they come across in the media. But if you look at the leaders who, who come up time and time again as being great communicators, and I speak to lots of groups and Jacinda Ardern without fail will yeah. come up, regardless of what you think of the politics. I know she's, you know, a bit on the nose now in, in some parts, but as a communicator, she nails that balance Correct. between that competence and that warmth. And if, you know, but people listening, if you can just work on that, work out which side of that equation you need to build up, that's really going to ramp up your credibility. And just on the other end of that spectrum with Jacinda, you've got Scott Morrison just recently in the last week, it's come out as probably the worst Prime Minister for mm. for trust, for value, for, for belief, because his failure to communicate or at least come across as being authentic. Uh, Sean, is, 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 is Scott Morrison a good example of someone we don't want to be like or, uh, or, or don't want to communicate like now? Well, it's so interesting, isn't it? Again, I don't want to be political here, but if you just look at him as a communicator, uh, you know, in some ways you could say that he, he was very clever and he did some innovative things, but did in the end it, you know, win over, you know, people's hearts? Well, Clearly, it didn't. And, you know, there was a certain arrogance in the manner. There was a certain, uh, uh, you know, uh, way that he approached the, the delivery of his message that really got in the way of his believability. So, he, you know, he may have uh, had all that credibility inside him wanting to burst out, but there were too many other obstacles that, that stopped, you know, people believing and, and trusting him in the main. And so I think He's interesting to look at from a communication point of view, regardless of what you actually think oh, of, isn't of the politician side. And mm. maybe it's because it's it's all wrapped up alongside with the the speaking behaviours and the communication behaviours are you know acts, the things that people actually do. If you you can talk the talk, but if you don't walk the walk, that can be a real problem in in voters' eyes. But if you were Let's just play a hypothetical, Neryl. If you were ScoMo's director of reputation right now, I mean right now, post being Prime Minister, what would Sitting you do? Sitting up there in the backbench. Yeah, what would you do to resurrect this backbencher? I think there's got to be some warmth. There's got to be some uh, authenticity, some some genuine communication rather than just coming across like it's, like it's pre-prepared and slick and, you know, speaking over the top of people. So I, I guess, again, that's that balance. Sometimes as a communicator, you've got to be a bit more hard-edged. I mean, back to Jacinda Ardern, who can forget the way she spoke after, you know, those terrible uh, shootings in New yeah. Zealand. She was every bit the hard-edged leader. So she stepped up and was hard when she needed to be. But then, on the other hand, you're left in no doubt that she's a human being. You know, she she lives and breathes, she's warm, she has a family, all of those things. And it's just very real and authentic. It's not bunged on to the cameras. And I think that that's, you know, that's the balance that every leader, every communicator, every politician needs to be going for. It's going to come easier for some than others, and they need to be aware uh, some people have blind spots and they might think that they're uh, coming across as very warm, 
but you know they come across as a cold-blooded reptile to everybody watching. So they've <laughs> they've, they've got to be open to that feedback, got to be open to coaching, and willing to work on their signals, whether they're overt in the words they say and the obvious things that they do, or whether they're those non-verbal signals that people will pick up on nonetheless. And if you're not aware of them, you're communicating whether you know it or not. I love what you got to say there, Neryl, because I think you know as much as you're saying you're not political, you don't want to get into the politics. You don't have to when you're talking about what you're really talking about, and that's that's human behaviour. That's the, the the reaction that we're getting, and the way that you respond and communicate is is critical. Because when you break it down like that, you're sort of seeing, hey, it's not whether you're red or blue in the political mm. sp- sphere. It's 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 whether you're actually believable if you're if you're ready. Is that is that the kind of commentary that media is interested engaging you with? Well, yeah, I mean, talking about credibility and different leaders' credibility, whether they're leaders in the public eye or leaders in in general, because our workforces, our work environments are are in this crazy position now, maybe not uh, across all of Australia, but there are many parts of Australia where hybrid work environments are here to stay. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Leaders are really at a loss in general about how to approach that. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of interest in helping leaders across Australia communicate better and helping our, our workers, our workforces feel less lost and, and disengaged because as long as they feel that way, that's not great for our country and it's, it's recovery. Yeah, it's look, it, it is, and we just need better communicators to do that. Um, Neryl, from your media training, I know that you work with a lot of local governments um, and how they work and communicate what are their challenges? Because I suppose, you know, there's sort of almost that second, third wheel when it comes to sort of legislation for governing. Uh, what, what, what are the challenges that they face uh, it, when communicating with media? Well, it's so interesting at that level of government, and this goes for many businesses as well, because often they are very closely, you know, aligned with the community. They're part of the community. So there's that real expectation that they're going to be able to very closely relate with people's hurts right now. But at the same time, people are expecting that strong leadership. So they've got to get that balance right. And it's fascinating. I know your media trainers too, so you'll, you'll get this, that, you know, back in the day, we used to teach people to spin. You know, we used to yeah. teach people not to answer the question. I certainly have done that on many occasions back in the dim, dark past. But that's all gone out the window. It's gone out the window long ago, but it's definitely gone out uh, post-pandemic. You know, people... People are tired, they're, they're fed up, they're over it, and they don't want to hear any BS from any leaders, <laughs> yeah, and they, they can smell it miles and miles away. So, so, so it's, all about, it's all about authenticity, and I know that gets bandied around. That's easier said than done when you're standing up in the glare of the TV lights and you're having to be interviewed about an issue that hasn't gone very well. But, you know, I've seen some amazing instances over the last couple of years of leaders being able to deliver incredibly difficult news, news that people don't want to hear, yet they've been able to do it in a way that's authentic and trusted and people have come away and not shot the messenger. That's yeah. quite rare. But again, it's, it's making sure that they're, they're strong and competent but also warm and relatable coming across through the cameras. What I like to think about, Neryl, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, when we think about authenticity, because you're right, it has become a bit of a, a cliche or a catchphrase, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always felt like back in my breakfast radio days, it was just be a better person. 
Like if, if you know that you're likely to get tired and cranky because you do a breakfast radio show, you have to you have to do things to make sure that doesn't get out of hand. Mm. Otherwise, your audience is going to hear it because you can't be on air for three and a half hours a day, five days a week and have your audience not notice that you're a bit of an a-hole, right? That's just the fact. That's just facts. So if you're going to go for leadership, you've got to work on yourself as a human. Correct. Not just as a communicator, not just as a media performer. You've got to work on the human. Who's but but even to your point there, Carlos, yeah. is, is, is it's more than just a performance. It's not a performance. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. Even if you're not of the demographic that maybe you want, you know, you you know how we sort of like look at the prime minister sometimes, the ex prime minister, and say, oh, you know, it wasn't the right kind of person for that job. Well, do you? Do you try and change the person or do you just go and find a new person who would have been? Real. Do you choose more carefully? Are we choosing our leaders? In the right way, is that what I'm trying to get at here? Now? Well, I think I think that's the whole that's a whole different debate, and it comes down to you know who's putting their hand up and are they yeah. <laughs> are they actually representative of, of our community as a as a, a whole? But to your point about just be a better person, I love that because mm. one of the things that I really focus on, uh, certainly when I'm coaching executives, is around managing their personal in that moment and that's mm. what you're referring to Carmen when you know when you're on radio you've got to be on for that time and sometimes leaders and this goes for whether they're in a media interview or in a boardroom or in a council meeting or whatever they let their you know their personal stuff get in the way yes yeah. they're going to be tired they're going to be distracted they might be feeling cranky somebody you know the journalist or whoever might be pushing their buttons because that's the journo's job isn't yeah. it to get a great response so if, if leaders or media spokespeople can find a way in the moment to manage their personal state, just to be fully present, to really think about who's my audience here, get a picture of that person's face, a, a happy face, not a crazy person, mm-hmm. a happy face, and really just have a conversation with that one person in the moment, that really unlocks a kind of level of, of charisma and credibility that, that shines, that, that comes across because it's, it is fully authentic. Yeah, and if, you know, and that's the thing. It's unfakeable, isn't it? That's right. I mean, if people, the problem is, you know, people try to memorize lines given to them by their comms team. Yes. You know, his twenty-five talking points. Off you go. His channel seven stand up and deliver. Well, of course, nobody's going to be at their best doing that. So, sure, you might need a few notes just to to know what your message is, but but embody it rather than try to memorize and always make it your own, always thinking about the person you're you're speaking to in that moment. And and for that time, however long it is, whether it's just three or four hours for your radio show or for 25 minutes for a podcast interview or 30 seconds for a radio piece, you've just got to got to be fully present and block everything out and yeah. you know there's visualization techniques and all sorts of stuff you can do to achieve that but that's really worth working on if you want to excel as a communicator there Love is it. some very hot tips there mm-hmm. some very hot tips for people listening to that that is beautiful and Neryl it's no wonder that you are the best at what you do because that's the advice that I think everyone needs to hear so important especially considering how many opportunities there are now to Correct. communicate on so many different platforms it's whether it's same Traditional social yes. media, yeah. wherever, be yeah. real, be be yourself. Yes. And um, I think I, I, what I really loved out of that point there too, Neryl, was that, you know, make it your own because I, I know what it's like and it's funny you talk about media training. I'm doing some media training tomorrow. I, you know, with an organisation that does get you know, dealt with, quite a few tough questions and questions yeah. that aren't always the easiest to answer or you might have a particular the, – the business has a particular line with it 
but they still have to come across. They have to tow the business line, but it's the human that's delivering it. Mm. And it's a quite a challenge that's, that goes with it. But take ownership yourself. And I think if there's one thing that we learned from the COVID and particularly all the press conferences we saw mm. during the COVID period, audiences got a very big uh, look into what a, a presser looks like mm. and the kind of questions that were being asked. They actually started to started to throw bricks at the journos because the way that we go about it. But you know what? Um, that's what it takes to get the answer from a politician that's not that keen or willing to do that. Wasn't that fascinating? And yes, people going into that for the politicians and, and looking and saying, oh my goodness, I didn't realise what pressure they were under. And they certainly were under pressure day after day after day. But it was an interesting peek behind the curtain, wasn't it, about how how those media conferences operate. Such, such an interesting time. We'll be we'll be you know doing research on this for, for decades to come. Oh yeah, I think we will. I think we will be looking into it. Yeah. Now, Nara, while we you're the president of the PSA, and for those that aren't uh, aware of the PSA, or in speaking circles, or in speaking which, circles, which I don't consider myself. I feel like I'm very new in the speakers kind of world. Yeah, and so, but calms, yeah, it's you, interesting. You, you will be at PSA convention. I will. I'm delighted March. to oh. have that opportunity to be there. That's awesome. Now, tell us about your, your 12 months as as pres, and I mean, like I think coming out of a very very tough period for speakers when you can't come together, when you can't bring audience audiences together, it does make it tough for that industry. But it is emerging, it is coming out, and looks like it's coming out even stronger than pre-COVID. Is that your take on it? Yeah, how fabulous is that? Because we have waited a while. You're right, it looks like so many sectors. We're certainly not on our own here. The professional speaking industry did take a massive hit. Yes, we had Zoom and Teams and all those wonderful things, and thank goodness we did. It is definitely not the same. It's definitely not the same. So it is wonderful that the conference and event industry is opening up. You know, it's, it's opening up mostly. There's still, you know, a, a little bit of hesitation, but I think 2023 is going to be a massive year. So your PSA, Professional Speakers Australia, we are the, the peak body for people who do speak professionally speak at conferences. We also cover trainers, facilitators, people who speak on webinars. As, as part of their living and uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating sector and business to be in and we're so excited that yes, March 2023, we've got our first in-person convention for three years. I reckon we were the last convention before <laughs> the, the shutters came down you in were- Australia, our last convention in March. We were in Adelaide. We were in Adelaide, Neryl. I remember I arrived I arrived on the Friday and um, Prime Minister Scott Morrison had declared on the Friday by lunchtime that only 500 people were allowed to come together. Oh, wow. By Saturday, it was even dropping off further. And, yeah. I, and Neryl, I, I think you and I and, and many others uh, that were at that convention were racing to the Adelaide airport going, oh, my God, I just hope we get home because everything looked as though it was going into lockdown. It was just extraordinary and, you know, my, my, my speaking colleagues had lots of gigs booked for that year. I know I had some really gig, big gigs booked in 2020 and that was Friday the 13th and you could just hear the, all, the pinging of phones, messages yes. on phones yes. and that was gigs being cancelled. That was speaking businesses being decimated in yeah. a matter of minutes. Yeah. It, it was just unbelievable, not something I'd ever want to relive. I mean, it was very, very galvanising for us because, yeah. you know, we all – we didn't cling together literally because that wasn't quite the done thing at, at, at that moment. But <laughs> but we 
you know, we were able to stand, you know, together and, and take some comfort. Comfort, But I think we were literally the last conference because after that it was, it was all over for three years. So, yes, March, not too far away, we are back on again. The Melbourne Convention Centre got an amazing program. Our theme is fresh because we don't want to go back and be stale. We want to look <laughs> forward uh, to, a, to a fresh new industry. So it's going to be extraordinary. So if anybody listening hasn't experienced PSA, you don't have to be a member to come to convention. Maybe you're just interested in exploring or you just want to come to a cracking event with some amazing speakers to help you uh, present better on your particular stages, then, then check it out. 25th and 26th of March, there's yeah. some workshops on either side. Can I endorse that even further, Neryl, because uh, I've been to many a PSA convention and uh, one of the things I note, other than just the professional development that you get, not as just as a speaker, but as a communicator, um, you've got some of the brightest speaking minds in that convention and they are so willing and giving when it comes to their IP, their, their message, that uh, you sit there and you go, wow, this is an amazing community of people. Uh, and what yeah. I'm always impressed with when I see these people come together is that these people are constantly on the road, like literally yeah, on wow. the road traveling. And what they, a life. The only t- no, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a tough life. Yeah. But the only times they ever get to see each other occasionally is in the Qantas Lounge or the Virgin Lounge, where, mm-hmm. whichever airline they're with, and it's just a little hello. This is a convention that they all get together and can spend some time together and celebrate the industry that they're a part of. And Neryl, well, I dare say that March you will be having a lot to celebrate coming together because it'll be uh, the first time in a long time. Yep. No, we are totally looking forward to it. And uh, Carmen, thank you for your involvement. Looking forward to your session. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, it's going to be fabulous. I know. I've been looking through all of the other sessions and getting, you know, my real communications nerd on and thinking, yep. oh, my gosh, I want to go to that, that, that. It's going to be hard to choose which workshops to go to. I personally am going to stay there until I absolutely have to leave. I've got to come back on Sunday for my sister's birthday before it's even finished, which I'm devastated about, but we'll work around that. Um, Who are some of the speakers you're most excited to hear about, particularly thinking about that fresh theme? Who's really bringing something fresh to the speaking community that you feel is genuinely new? Well, you know, we've got great well-known people like Dan Gregory, who is always uh, amazing and he's got a fresh take uh, on on all sorts of things. So looking forward to that. We've even got people like Reggie from Big Brother and she's probably done some other things I did see that. That is very cool. Selling her short. We've got some great people even from the television industry just just flipping things around and and thinking about your speaking business as if you were creating a a television program and some of the things that you might have to – keep in mind, which I think is very cool. So they're probably some of the highlights for me. We've got we've got lots of other things. Professionalspeakers.org.au and go to convention. That will give you the full program. And uh, as you said, Carmen, uh, different streams and focusing some of them on, uh, you know, stage technique, but some on business, uh, you know, insight. And I've got to say, probably about seven years ago, I got one tip at convention that completely changed my business and has been 
an extraordinary success for me. And that was from sitting in one workshop in one of those streams at a huh. convention. I actually got an idea and I implemented. That is the that is the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it made a, a massive difference to me. So you just never know whether it's this convention or anything. Uh, you know, if you keep an open mind and keep learning, you just never know uh, what you can do. And the same for media and communication skills. Even if you think, oh, I'm shy, I'm an introvert, I hate speaking in front of people. These are learnable skills. Yeah. And if you, you, you learn and practice and just keep, you know, pushing forward, you will absolutely become a better communicator. Now, Nero, we know you're, you're about to jump onto a flight to head off to somewhere fantastic. I know that. And uh, we do thank you for your time. But it would be remiss of me not to ask you uh, at least one or two hot tips for some of our listeners, our, our small businesses, our, our big businesses, our big communicators, even our speakers that are out there. Yeah, experts if and the like. Two tips that Neural East uh, can give us that we can work on our communications, work on our ability to commu- connect and communicate with media. What might they be? Well, the first thing, and this is a this is a funny one, and I mean no disrespect to my journo friends listening, but the media they are not your friends. Okay, <laughs> they are not your personal PR machine. So I'm going to burst that particular bubble right there because a lot of people still think that, and you know, you guys might experience that as well. They might be friendly, they might be perfectly uh, pleasant, but their agenda is very different to yours. So a media interview, I liken to an arm wrestle. So yeah. they've got power, but so have you. And so the best result is if the arm wrestle is a draw, you walk away thinking you've got your message across on this fantastic platform and they walk away with a story, not a story that's going to trash your reputation, but a story that's going to be worthwhile for them. So that's the first one. They're not your friends. Um, And I think there's so many tips. I think the other one is be really clear on your message going in. And I find the easiest way to, to think about that is imagine someone's getting into a lift, an elevator, the doors are closing and you call out to them, just remember dot, dot, dot. And then that's your message. What's after the dot, dot, dot? If you can break that down to one sentence, whatever it is you're talking about in the Mm. media interview, you can break it down to that. That that really helps you then know where you want to focus uh, in the interview. Lots of other things uh, we could talk about. They're just too basic. But be clear on what you want to say. Remember, they're not your friends. They're going to come with a different agenda. Your job is to make sure you get your message across. I think you've just I think yeah. you've just recreated the elevator pitch, Neryl. I think you've you know, <laughs> yeah. you know that elevator pitch when it you're is. going up in the elevator, you're doing the one where just before the doors close. Love it. You're even shortening yeah. the elevator pitch. I do love that. And mm. and the reason I love it even more is because uh, it, it is a message that we do and have to get out uh, to everyone that's looking to communicate with media. We just don't have time. There is not a lot. You haven't got a huge uh, opportunity to get breakthrough. And you've got to make you've got to make it short and succinct. You've got to get yeah. in there quickly. And if you can get that in there, if you can sow that seed, then the doors can open up longer. They can be wider once you've got their interest. Yes, and I think also the listener or the viewer will do the job of spreading your message for you if you deliver it well enough in that succinct opportunity. You know, oh, you don't absolutely. have to worry from there. Yeah. Hey, that's good. That's, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> That's a great way to finish. A great way to finish. Hey, uh, what time's the flight? You've got few. You got a. You got. Have you got? Have you got the elevator pitch of how to get in contact with Dr. Neryl East? Uh, Neryl, how do we do that? Website is neryleast.com. It's like Cheryl with an N. I know it's a strange one. N e r y l e a s t dot com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. So please, please hit me up. Connect with me. I'd love to 
love to chat, love to hear hear your story. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I wish you all every success in getting your story out there in the media and beyond. Beautiful work, Neryl. And also to hit up Neryl for, for PSA. Yeah. Uh, convention because again Nero will be working very hard over the next couple of months to to keep telling that story because uh, they've got a good not, lot of numbers going there but people if you are engaged if you are go- speaking is even on the horizon uh, there is no better place to be hunting and to be going in there and learning from some of the very best yeah definitely uh, looking forward to it very much I'll see you at convention Nero. Absolutely, you will. Thanks so much, the two of you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Neryl. That was Neryl East, Dr. Neryl East, and she is our media expert uh, that we've just had a chat to for the last half hour. And we look forward to having a chat with you and listening and getting you to come back and listen to us next week when we have another media and another expert. We'll see you then. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.com dot au